You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Hello, and welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's happening, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the emo, emo feels. Emo feels, yeah. All yeah. the nostalgic feels. <laughs> and what we're geeking out about. What we're geeking out about. Past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. I'm Ashby Brame. We have Kyle Whitley. That's Eric Creech. With his dulcet tongue singing you How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because yes, that is our topic today. That's right. I wouldn't touch it with a 39 and a half foot pole. But we're going to. Well, I'm excited to answer all the major questions. You know, like, where are you, Christmas? Yeah. How can I find you? How can I find you? Yes. We're going to find you. Why have you gone away? Yes. Those are some big questions. Fantastic questions. Big ones. Emo field questions. Emo questions. (laughs) Emo field questions, indeed. With our minds filled with fake pills. Oh, yeah. And the pretty reckless, I guess. Yep. And I'm realizing that I've got our track on the wrong track right now, but that's okay. We're still recording. We're going well. We got this. I'm just going to... Anybody have anything big this week while Eric's fiddling? No, but I'm realizing now that I want to see Where Are You Christmas covered by, like, Fallout Boy. Ooh. I'm sure there's tons of covers. I've got to find, like, an emo cover of Where Are You Mm -hmm. Christmas now that I'm thinking about it. I started. Go ahead. I have a so where that came from is one of the playlists that I have called "Feeling Punky" that Mm -hmm. I expertly curated used to be called "All My Emo Feels," Mm -hmm. and so my brain was like "Feels Emo" Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of Mm -hmm. nostalgic. But you know, anywho. Well, like I, I started listening to this radio. Technically, it's on Apple Music, but it's like a radio thing on Apple Music. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like I miss. Emo, I think is what it's called. It's actually pretty good. Like, it has a lot of interviews with people that are, you know, in those bands, especially during the time period and different things. And then they'll, like, randomly just play a song. And they'll do the whole song. Like, at first I was like, I thought you were just going to throw in a little clip. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, you're modeled after a radio station, so that's what you're doing. And it was one of those things that brought to my attention, like, there's so many more bands that are technically considered emo than I realized. Oh, yeah. Like, I just put them in, the, you know, with pop punk or whatever else. Right. But it's like, actually, for a lot of the world, they were considered emo as well. Yeah. Like, well, I guess My Chemical Romance had its things anyway. But I, I don't know. I feel like younger, I assumed emo was more of, like, the acoustic sad stuff. But it was just more about just being real. No, I think it was the affect. Music. Like, Evanescence, mm-hmm. My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Like, Panic. All, Panic. Yeah. For sure. Um, oh, boy. But so, like... You know, taking back Sunday and mm-hmm. brand new, and all these other people right. are also thrown in the mix. So all, it's like time low, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's a weird jumble between like the like the like emo. It's like a like a weird Venn diagram. So you had like mm-hmm. emo that was covering like pop punk, but then those songs would kind of bleed, you know, down into more like pop like all time low and jack's mannequin and like mm-hmm. stuff like and that that wasn't necessarily like punk it mm-hmm. was more pop but it was definitely a sp- like a specific affect of music mm-hmm. 
And then it would kind of bleed up into like corn and Papa Roach, which mm-hmm. wasn't quite emo, but like that screamer rock kind of yeah. like emo was like a gateway into that. I can see that. Well, because so, like, like corns, I wouldn't, but I could see, like, especially the Papa Roaches, they went on. But you did, you had like screamo, is what it was technically it was called later on, where you like Emory and everybody at Hawthorne Heights and stuff like that, too. Right. So, anyway, we're talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas yeah, so, this week. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, you know, the Grinch is pretty much an emo dude. I mean, he's pretty punk. We come, well, he's kind of a mix of all. Yeah. Like, wow. As we come to learn in the variety of movies we're covering today. Yeah. Yes, well. We so whose to, idea was this? Was it yours? This or? was my idea. Nice. Yes. Uh, my idea to cover all three Grinch movies because they're all time. classic in their own way. I mean, I wanted to cover one. Honestly, I'd been okay covering one at a time. Mm-hmm. But it's the same topic. We could cover the book in this as well too. I mean, because it's you know it's just, it's just really good stuff. But well, I think you made a good choice. Like my yeah. my brain was like, why aren't we doing this by itself? But it's like no. After watching it or at least looking through the three, it's like this actually is probably the best way to cover these. Well, it's a good way to do some comparing and contrasting because again, they all have things that are awesome about it in different mm-hmm. ways. So. Right. But we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. Whether or not you have termites in your smile, or maybe. All the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. Uh, we would ask that you please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, and please rate and review us. We take five-star reviews. If you do not give us a five-star review, then we take the seasick crocodile, given the choice between the two of you. That's right. Uh, we also want you to subscribe to us or follow us on our social media accounts. What the What Media. All oh, one word. word. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. And please share this with your friends. We want to have all the friends in the world because the Grinch didn't have any. We want to have so many more than the Grinch did. So mm. please follow us on those and share them with your friends. Um, if you like any of the other episodes we've done in the archives, we have so many different options, including Christmas, other Christmas-themed episodes. Uh, that have come out and will come out later this Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Please check us out. As always, share again with your friends. Um, we're going to be taking a deep, deep dive, dive into <laughs> The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, mm-hmm. the 2000 version, and the 1966 mm-hmm. television special, special um, as well as possibly the book. So this is your spoiler war- warning Warning. 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 Your spoiler warning for all of those things. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with the Grinch in any of his incarnations, please stop. Mm-hmm. Go to Netflix. Mm-hmm. The 2018 and 2000 versions are on there. Look up the television special on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it there. Go to the library and read the book for crying out loud. Right. Um, but yeah, this is we're going to be covering all those today. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then that's your warning here. So, um, let's go ahead and dive in, and I'm just going to give a brief overview of the story of the Grinch that you can see in all of its incarnations, because the story is basically the same. There's some added things in, uh, in different movies or whatever, but the basic premise is very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you have the Grinch, who mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. north of Whoville. Yep. Uh, he does not like Christmas. Mount Crumpet. Uh, yep. He, uh, he has a dog named Max, who's adorable. Cute little dog. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Uh, his heart is several sizes too small. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forget the actual number. It might be three sizes three. too small. Three yeah. sizes too small. And that just kind of ruins his spirit for Christmas. I mean, he's just, he's kind of like Scrooge. Mm-hmm. But, you know, without the time-traveling ghost. That's right. All right. So, 
he devises this plan. He's so sick of Christmas. He devises this plan. He's going to stick it to those Whovillians down there, right. down the mountain. He's going to go and steal Christmas. So he comes up with this plan. He goes and he takes all the Christmas stuff. And he almost gets caught a couple of times. And then he hauls it back up to his mountain. And turns out, Christmas morning comes. He tried to stop it from coming, but it came just the same. The Whovillians come outside and all their stuff's gone, but they're came still singing. Yes, mm-hmm. came without packages. Boxes, tags. And- yeah, all, all the great stuff. But the Whovillians are still singing their little song. That's right. Da do da do. Da do da And that changed. Yes. Yeah. And that changed the Grinch's heart. So it was much too large. Too large now. He might might want to get checked out by a doctor actually. Mm-hmm. But he goes back and he delivers Christmas and he ends up cutting the roast beef. the strength of 10 Grinches. Yes, plus, plus two. two. Yeah, so 12. 12. 10 plus two rhymes. But 12 does not. So mm-hmm. uh, goes down, delivers, uh, cuts the roast beast. Um, you know, the Whovillians. Hoovi- I love that. Roast beast. Yes. thought it was great. Not roast beef. Roast beast. Beast. And uh, they accept the Grinch into his society and everyone lived happily ever after. That's the story mm-hmm. of the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like your word too, Whovillians. Yes. Not villains. Who villains? Villains. a good word. Yeah. So. I think it's who villains, but whatever. Who Just vans. kidding. Those are fans of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we well, don't want to make them mad, so let's. let's While we're disrupted on. right now, there's also not a pop punk cover of Where Are You Christmas? No. At least not an obvious one. Well, like there will one. be. We're going to do one. Okay. We're going to do one. We should. Yeah, we're going to do one. Bring my guitar and we'll do this. That's right. All right, so. Bring your eyeliner. Yes. I'll, I'll have to borrow some. Mm-hmm. So, Actually, um. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know you would. Yeah. So that's the basic story. Yes. Now, let's jump into the, I guess... Expanded universe. The expanded universe (laughs) is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Which one do we want to talk about first? Just go in order. So... That makes the most sense. Well, the the story I told was basically the 1966. Yes. Yes. So we're going to the the 2000 version. Like, poem, basically. I'll try to do this one. Okay. Because I don't know that I can do the full new one. I I mean, I know, but I don't know I can do it as well. So this one is pretty, like, it similarly follows the main story. It's very much like, here's the story, now stretch it out over two hours or hour and a half, whatever. Right. And let's fill in the gaps. Right. So this time you have a lot more where you have Cindy Lou Who, who is kind of one of your main characters this time around. Adorable. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. she was involved. Always in the, adorable. Mm-hmm. She's involved in the book and in the first movie, or a TV special slash movie, but she's very much young and she realizes that like her parents and everybody else is very or very much consumed with presence and things and thinking you know that's not really what this season should be about you know why are you like going hardcore about this um and you have jim carrey that plays the grinch it's worth noting if you haven't seen it it's a live action version mm-hmm. yes. uh, made in 2000 that is very little cgi i mean i'm sure i know there's some but a lot of it's all real effects. Yeah. Um, so he's covered in makeup and fur and everything else. Uh, he still lives up in the cave type place the same way he does in the book and the original uh, movie. Uh, pretty much it goes throughout that way. I'm trying to think. He sneaks down. Um, he has a mask on and everything else and just kind of wreaks havoc a little bit just to cause some trouble. So he does that. Uh, and then he kind of gets caught by her. And then you also get to know the other people in town versus mm-hmm. a lot of people you don't meet in the other stories, such as the mayor. Like, I think he's in the original ones, but the mayor's there and he's kind of a jerk that's very much about himself. 
there's a love interest that mm-hmm. I can't remember her. Bouvier. Mar- Martha May who? Martha May. Yeah, Martha May Huvier. Huvier, that's right. So she's very much like, you know, the beautiful model woman of Whoville. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the who's who of pretty ladies, I guess, and the right. mayor ends up asking her to marry him. That's right. Uh, but it turns out we get a lot of back history with the Grinch that you don't get anywhere else up until this point, where it turns out he was an orphan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was raised by these two <coughs> older ladies. It shows him as a child, which we haven't seen yet before uh, him in school, and he, he's the same age, roughly, as the mayor um, and the pretty lady of, what's her name, Huvier? I can't remember. Martha May. Martha May. Uh, and we just covered that second ago, I messed up. Martha May, and you can tell as kids, Martha May kind of thinks that he's cute and kind of likes him, mm-hmm. uh, but the mayor and his friends are pretty much a jerk, you know, well, kids, you know, who right. grew up to be the mayor. Or jerks to the Grinch. They're really mean to the Grinch because he is a green, furry dude where he looks very different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty much he grows up not wanting anything else to do with this whole town or these people. Um, only for him to, as the classic one does, he comes and steals Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes it back up the same way. His heart grows three times too strong or bigger. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, ten times plus two. Uh, Grinches where he lifts up the entire sleigh over his head. Uh, this one, in the original one, is Cindy Lou. She's not on the sleigh, right? No. Because this one, Cindy Lou comes up to invite the Grinch down. Yeah, so this there. one, yeah, they yeah. make up this big backstory between him and Cindy Lou. Yeah. Where they have a lot more interaction, and she's questioning the real meaning of quick Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so she thinks that she can sort of solve her own problem if she helps solve the problem of the mm-hmm. Grinch. And so she tries to get him to be the cheermeister Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, she ends up going back up to the mountain to try to talk to him as he's going to dump all the stuff off the side of the mountain. In the in the original Dr. Seuss rhyme and, you know, TV special, mm-hmm. their only interaction is when he comes to steal Christmas from her house mm-hmm. and she thinks he's Santa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she says, why are you stealing the tree? And they have that yep. conversation. Um, and they have that in the movie, too. <clears throat> yeah. Or this yes, newer one. but there's a much there's so more, much more expanded relationship between the two of them. And I think she goes back up the second time and she tells him, like, no one should have to spend Christmas alone or whatever. Correct. And then all of a sudden he sees that, you know, she's about to fall off the cliff with all the other things. And so, right. Um, he has right. that giant moment where he's like, I've got you, Cindy Lou. That's right. Some of that, and like, full out of motion where he's holding the thing above his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does come back down. The town forgives him pretty much for stealing Christmas because he realized the same way as in the original mm-hmm. that Christmas is not about all the things. The town still comes out and celebrates together. Right. A little, do they? Yeah. They do, but yeah. there's still like the question of, well, he stole all of our stuff. But right. The well, because the mayor is like, you know, he's ruined Christmas and it's her fault. Yeah. And her dad takes up for her. Yeah. And says, so what Cindy's been trying to tell all of us is That's like, right. Christmas isn't about things. You mm-hmm. know, like Christmas is about us having one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sing together. Yes. So, yeah. It's, it like, there's definitely the, the blueprint there. Mm-hmm. It's just very much more expanded to make it a full-length film. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also was the first, what I think sort of became the model in the third movie, mm-hmm. the first time that there is a reason given for the Grinch hating Christmas. Yes. Aside from mm-hmm. he's the Grinch, so he hates Christmas. Mm-hmm. There's actually a backstory there. So this kind of starts this like dovetail in the story 
where it's like, well, you know, he's a Grinch, so he hates Christmas. Now we're starting in movies, um, starting with Jim Carrey, and then in the Benedict Cumberbatch one, we'll talk about it. There's this backstory with like Christmas is being like hard on him, and you know, maybe being without a home or being made fun of. Like there, there seems to then be sort of like this. Um, like orphan story mm-hmm. underpinning it um, that isn't in the original. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I guess this would be a good segue to go into the 2018 version. Yep. yep. So, uh, very similar to uh, everything we've talked about so far. Um, the Grinch lives up in the cave. Mm-hmm. There's a backstory there. He was an or- uh, orphan, lived in an orphanage. He was mm-hmm. the last one left in the orphanage there. Um, so, that makes him want to steal Christmas or ruin Christmas for the Whoville yep. uh, town. And Cindy Lou, who is six years old in this movie, um, she desperately wants to get a letter to Santa. We don't know what the letter's for yet, but she's desperate. And she wants um, her and her friends, which adorable subplot, mm-hmm. her and her friends trying to make contact with Santa or, um, you know, or trying to stop Santa on Christmas Eve night so she can hand deliver that message mm-hmm. or that note because it's very important. Um, just very adorable subplot. Um, the Grinch, um, he has his dog there. There's also a great uh, additional character, a fat reindeer mm-hmm. called Fred. Oh, uh, yes. Just Fred. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, family and the screaming goat. And then you mm-hmm. have, yes, and then you have the friendly neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Bricklebaum. Yep. Um, just really good stuff. Uh, Fred with his family, they let Fred go, and the Grinch was kind of emotional. That just Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he steals everything in Whoville, decorations, presents. Uh, he does encounter Cindy after falling into her trap. Uh, her request to help lighten her mother's workload and her kind advice uh, kind of touches the Grinch's heart, mm-hmm. but he continues with his mission. Right. Um, and then the Who's wake up. They're shocked to see it, but Don, um, Cindy's mom, Donna, tells her that Christmas is not centered on presents, um, and the Who's joined together to sing Welcome mm-hmm. Christmas. And after seeing that, the Grinch immerses himself in their singing. His heart triply, uh, happily triples in size, and uh, he loses the sleigh. It falls off mm-hmm. Mount Crumpet. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred comes to, and his family come to his aid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great, great return of Fred and his family. Yep. And they return all the items to Whoville. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grinch admits his crimes. He goes back to his cave. And Cindy later invites him to celebrate Christmas at their house. He awkwardly attends. Um, and when he gets there, he confesses that it wasn't really Christmas he despised. He despised being alone oh, and rejected and oh. neglected. So the Grinch finally accepts the Who's friendship and he enjoys Christmas with them at the end. So There's a little difference, too, in, <laughs> in, the thir- in this last one, the 2018 one, where he's more at least involved in the town. Yes. Versus, yeah, he had to go down to town to get like his food. Right. His food. Right. Because he had had stuff yes. to like till January, but he, yeah, right. but he did a lot of emotional eating that year. Yes. So yeah, so same. And it's versus the first movie, you never see him down in the town other than at, that night when he's still in. And he like disguises himself. Yeah. So like yeah, so I feel like the, the original Grinch, there's he's apart from the town, and he's like this mm-hmm. mythical Yeti that lives on yeah. the mountain and is like scary. <clears throat> 
And so the Jim Carrey version kind of continues with that, mm-hmm. where like people talk about the Grinch, but like no one's ever seen and him. And scared to death of him. Right, and they're scared of him. And he comes down to town with a mask um, on and sent up by a seat. Right, and so like he's definitely apart from the town. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Benedict Cumberbatch version, he's more like a grumpy neighbor. Yes. Like everyone knows him, no mm-hmm. one's scared of him. He's not like this like terrible, smelly, awful, whatever mm-hmm. monster. However, like, everyone knows that he's very, like, standoffish and, mm-hmm. like, mean and mean-spirited and grumpy and, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that, I thought that was an interesting, like, change-up where mm-hmm. he's still a part of the town. Yeah. At that point, he's at least accepted in it versus he kind of puts himself out of it. But right. he is the angry neighbor. Yes. Um, let's jump from there and let's, uh, let's talk about the casting for uh, each Grinch and each Grinch movie. Um, let's start with the live action one. I think that's the, mm-hmm. the more, the, I guess, the more popular one. Yeah. Um, what do y'all think of Jim Carrey as the Grinch? I love it. I love him. I think it works. I think his brand of humor works in this instance because he you ha- he has to be vile mm-hmm. enough to still be the Grinch, mm-hmm. but charming enough that the humor still comes across. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to find him funny you know mm-hmm. um, and I think that Jim Carrey's brand of humor works really well in that way and I had a note too like while I was watching it again yesterday it's I never once stopped but I'm like oh there's Jim Carrey right it's just the Grinch scene. I know right. in my mind like right. that's Jim Carrey yes but in my mind there's never like Jim Carrey playing the right. Grinch like that's just the Grinch and so right. I think he does an amazing job with that and the well, same like way, the makeup in this movie is, is fantastic like there are they, there were people I had to Oscar look up for their makeup right and I, mm-hmm. I had to look up some actors because the voice I recognized the voices mm-hmm. and I could not see the actors through the makeup mm-hmm um, like Jeffrey Tambor mm-hmm. is the mayor. It yep. doesn't even look like no, him. nothing like him. It doesn't even look like him. Like Christine Baranski as um or Baranski as Martha May Hoosier. She looks very similar. She she I recognized her. I had to look but, her up to see what she looked like um, without like the makeup, and she really doesn't look much different. She doesn't. So she, hers mm-hmm. looks much more natural for whatever reason. Like the way her facial features blend into the Who makeup. Mm-hmm. But I didn't recognize Molly Shannon mm-hmm. until, like, the very end. Yeah. I had no idea that was mm-hmm. Molly Shannon. So, um, yeah, I thought the casting was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, the 2018 version had Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch, mm-hmm. or, or voicing the character there. Um, I thought he was fantastic. And Kenan Thompson? Kenan Thompson as was the, my favorite. the funny, like, yeah. cheerful, yeah. over decorated yes. I loved, fantastic. like, that was my favorite character out of the whole movie. Like, he just yeah. made me happy. Yeah, yeah. So especially. He was, he was very yes. cheerful. Like, I was watching some of yeah. it yesterday and I'm like, my goodness, this is just such It's a like, happy. he looks out the window and he's like, I think I just saw Santa's sleigh. He's like, mm-hmm. I, what? I gotta get me more of this cake. Like, there's yep. something in the cake and then you can tell the Grinch is like super standoffish. Mm-hmm. And like, According to the Grinch, like the whole movie, like they're not friends. He's just like this annoying neighbor yeah. or whatever. And then the very end, like when the Grinch comes around and he's like cutting the roast beast or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like, That's my best friend. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Well, there's a part too, like that somebody rings the doorbell and maybe it was the Grinch or whatever, but he opens it and it's like a dog or one of the things. He's oh, yes. like, What did you learn how to ring the doorbell? Right. Come on. And like brings him on it. Like, yes. I don't know. It just makes. <laughs> In the mix of all this, you know, it doesn't take away from the Grinch storyline, but like, you know, the traditional one, 
But it just, especially as a Christmas movie, it really gets me like happy yes. and excited and pumped yes. because it's like if I could be any of these characters, I'd want to be you. Right. Like I would want my life to reflect you, where I'm just that happy and I'm excited for Christmas and I got all these decorations. And, right. You know. There was somebody um, else. Angela Lansbury is the mayor. Yes, Angela Lansbury. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, there was someone else where I was like, I recognize her voice. And uh, Rashida Jones, who me and Kyle are familiar with from The Office, mm-hmm. uh, plays Donahue. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's who she was. Yeah. I saw that when I looked it up. Um, not to jump back and forth, but we did leave out for Cindy Lou Who in the live action one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Taylor Momsen. Um, and she's goes on, I think, the Pretty Little Liars or something like that later. But then now, like, for a long time now she's been the lead singer of The Pretty Reckless which is another like it's funny if you look her up and compare her you know, I've never very, seen her in anything else yeah there she is right there oh wow she's like speaking of emo yeah like more like super dark makeup yeah like very evanescence so if you listen to any other stuff like she's very it's very different but um, okay just to look cause I I feel like it was a surprise for me one day cause I was like well I wonder where she is now like she's probably last Christmas girl. or before yeah. okay Gossip mm-hmm. Girl's the one mm-hmm. Well, so, and Pretty Little Liars, I think, both. So, uh, in the 2018 version, you all said uh, Pharrell Williams as the narrator. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic It works job. really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, jumping all the way back to 1966. Yeah, Abbott, who was the narrator? For Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff yes. was the narrator yes. and the uh, the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much 95% of the right. whole thing. Um, you had the, um, the song... Uh, Thorough Ravenscroft. Ravenscroft. Uh, as uh, the base focus like, on the Remy one. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, June Ferreira, Cindy Lou, and Dallas McKinnon as Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and in the original, I mean, the original is a classic because we grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, with my, so much older, too. It's my too. favorite classic Christmas movie. Like, mm-hmm. what Rudolph Claymation is to mm-hmm. my father, mm-hmm. the Grinch is to me. Yeah, I can see that. You know? 100%. Um, well, even too, it's not even so like for us, it is like a movie from our childhood. Yeah. But to realize it was made in 1966, right? When it first came out on television, so it's so much older <laughs> than we are. Yeah, I could tell as a child that the animation was dated. Sure. It just never like phased me. But when I was watching it the other day, and it actually says what year it came mm-hmm. out in on the screen for mm-hmm. wherever I was watching mm-hmm. it. And then I started watching the opening and like the colors and the shapes, and I was like, oh yeah, this was totally the 60s. Yeah. Like everything about this is mm-hmm. like tonal wise the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it just never hit kid me because yeah. of course I wasn't thinking about that. Sure. But the whole color palette and like mm-hmm. it's, it's almost kind of like psychedelic yeah. a little bit, you mm-hmm. know? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. Our next part is the presentation. Yeah. Where we thought what the movie... Well, I'll say this just to put it out there. Because okay. it's an overflowing thing for all this. Out of the three movies, there's not a bad one. No. None all, of these three are bad. Yeah. They're all um, fantastic in their own ways. Well, the thing I like about it, too, is technically it's a remake each time. But they're all different. But they're, they're all different presentations. They're different presentations. It's also still taking the same story... It doesn't rewrite the story per se. Like it adds its own parts to the story, like refreshing right. the story. And right. it's in the same way too, where like you can go back and watch each one as its individual thing and still enjoy it for what it is, like individually, mm-hmm. versus going and seeing Batman that's been remade. Same way you can go and enjoy them if you like it, but it's not been retelling the thing. It's and they've given it so many t- <laughs> much time because you got from 1966 all the way to 2000, they finally did a different one. 
and then almost 18 or I guess 18 years later they put on another one so it's not a bunch of stuff where it was let's make some money and just throw all these things together it was literally very well spaced out very much still their own Christmas movies that honestly it's on my you know not to jump too far but they're all on my list of like for Christmas movies that I need yes. to watch them all it's yes. not like I need to watch those well and much. I was even I remember being like that person that was like this is my childhood memory like mm-hmm. how dare you mess with it sure. it's like I guess I'll watch this new live action mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna like it yeah. like you can't make me like it you right. know I get that and then of course because it's Jim Carrey and mm-hmm. he's just funny mm-hmm. it was super likable and I remember like to this day I think it's one of the most quotable mm-hmm. Christmas movies especially amongst my friend group like Allison Hennett and I used to crack each other up just constantly like quoting stuff but and like not even Christmas stuff like mm-hmm. just everyday things yeah, yeah because of like his crabbiness so like there there are quotes from that particular movie the way the humor is presented mm-hmm. that are so relatable when um he like he doesn't have any messages and he's like mm-hmm. hmm better check the outgoing it's like yeah. if you so much as utter one syllable yes. I'll hush you down and cut you like a fish mm-hmm. to fax me press the star key yeah. <laughs> and he's like hmm that's funny you know like yeah, why yeah. aren't people leaving me mm-hmm. messages and then um, we used to do the like hate 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 loathe entirely yeah. <laughs> you know and I just it's so quotable I think it's so fun when he's going through his like his schedule like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what was it? Self-loathing or yeah, like, dinner with myself. I, I can't, can't cancel that. <laughs> Waller and self-loathing. Yes. Solve world peace. Tell no one. You know, <laughs> like that whole schedule thing was really funny. So um, let's jump back in. Is it, or you can go. I don't want to interrupt you. Well, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say well, maybe we can just go back in order a little bit, just to go back to the classic cartoon, the presentation of that. Yeah. Um. So it's hand-drawn an- animation mm-hmm. in the sixties. I mean, it's how they were made back then mm-hmm. it's it basically takes the book mm-hmm. and that's your narration i mean it's literally right, retelling kinda, like, the story the from mm-hmm. dr seuss and it just animates the book um and it works i mean it, it's fantastic mm-hmm. i mean it's not overly complicated it didn't mm-hmm. take you know it wasn't more than it, it wasn't trying to be more than it was supposed to be mm-hmm. right um it was done in a simple story it told a great story and it accomplished what it needed to accomplish it was fantastic mm-hmm. I mean it's only like 33 it's only, yeah, it's only like 30 minutes it's less yeah. than 30 minutes oh yeah I was going to talk about that I guess it, this would fit under presentation yeah. you know how things take longer when you're a child yes mm-hmm. so I had watched I kind of did the reverse order just mm-hmm. because I, I went by ease of watchability sure. because the 2018 The Grinch is on Netflix yes and then I think also the 2000, 2000 is on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yes. But I had to like pay on Amazon Prime like a dollar mm-hmm. or something to watch the original original. Mm-hmm. Put it put it in your uh, you know in your expense. Record. Yes, my tax my yes. tax return. It's a business expense. Business um, expense. Yes. So anyway, I ended up watching them in reverse order, which I didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was interesting because I was like, okay, so this is like an hour and 30 minutes. And then the other one's sort of more like a feature adult film. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like t- closer mm-hmm. to two hours or whatever. And so by the time I got to the original as a kid, I remember it being like a full movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I bought that thing and I like got a glass of wine, popped mm-hmm. some popcorn, settled in. And 30 minutes later, I was like, what is it? Is it's it over? Like, I've still got what? a whole thing of popcorn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember it being that short. Well, I feel like going back now, 
technically at some point my sister started collecting Christmas movies whenever she was still staying at home. Mm-hmm. And I think they all got left there. Or maybe like she came back from college and like bought them so that us as a family could watch Christmas movies like Home Alone and all right, those together, things. together, yeah. So she had bought a lot and I think at some point they just kind of got left there. And so whenever I moved out, I took them with me. Mm-hmm. So I have them now. And the same way over the years, you know, that's one of, one of Erica's thing at Christmas to be with. I don't know anything else. We don't have this Christmas movie, or we don't have this. So we've got like all these Christmas movies now. Uh, the same way The Grinch is one of them, Charlie Brown. Um, a lot of those things, you don't realize how short they are. And maybe it's because growing up, too, you watched it on television that had commercials right. and other things. And a lot of them, too, were made for television, like you know, right. like Rudolph and everything else. So they're not as long as what you feel like they are. Uh, but in your mind, even still now, I'm like, oh, that's at least an hour or not right. more. Right, right. But... Like, I can say for what they do, I think they do a great job with it because mm-hmm. they could have extended it and made it a whole lot of, you know, it would have been tough because at the time all there was was just trying to remake the story. Right. It hadn't been put out there like that before. Um, so I think they did a great job with it. The animation is great. I love, it's very much Dr. Seuss. Yes. Where it stays mm-hmm. that way. They don't try to do it something else. It is just straight up Dr. Seuss. Right. And, you know, the Dr. Seuss story, I mean, mm-hmm. like all his stories have like a like a deeper meaning mm-hmm. behind it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and this obviously is the true meaning behind Christmas. I right. Mean, um, that a lot of TV specials at the time were trying to tell. I mean, mm-hmm. Charlie Brown mm-hmm. had a similar mm-hmm. thing too. So, mm-hmm. um, let's jump into the 2000s versions um, in the production there. I know we talked about a little more. Um, do y'all have anything else y'all want to add to that? Or I love the town. Um, the way that they do everything. Well, first off, we've talked about it in other episodes, but I love movies when they do everything there. Like, it's very... I forget the term, but instead of CGI and everything else, it's very right. practical effects. I think right. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Everything's built there. It's done that way. Now, sure, I get, you know, there's CGI used in the movie, obviously. There's things that happen. There's things that make it look bigger than what it probably is and everything else. But all of, like, the houses and everything about Whoville, where it's so wacky and crazy, but it's literally just straight out of a Dr. Seuss book. Like, right. They put it out there, and the same way I went to Universal Studios two years ago, I think, for the first time ever in my life. Oh, wow. And, like, because we always went to Disney growing up, so I never went there. We were a big Universal family. And and so, well, Erica's family was. They were a big Mm -hmm. Universal family. So that was her thing. Going next year. Next November? Yeah, something like that. Start planning. Let's do it. But same way, like, we went, and I don't think we necessarily ended up in Whoville intentionally. Right. But we didn't have the early passes, but they still let us in early. Mm -hmm. But you could get through Whoville, and then you had to stop. There's a rope. You couldn't go anywhere else. Right. So that led us to wandering around Whoville for a while. And it was just so awesome because it is built just kind of how the movie is, where everything's wacky and out of proportion, and just everything right. about but it. real. Yes, so but real. Because I'm a big believer that, like, if it's, is the more real you can make it, the more mm-hmm. grounded it feels. Yes. So, like, when you're watching that movie, that set feels like a realistic, like, grounded mm-hmm. place. Like, Whoville feels like a place because it's not all built in a computer, you yes. know? Like, the actors can move about the set, everything, mm-hmm. like, the the way that, like, like the funny, um, like, when I was watching the original, I didn't realize, like, how many made-up things there were, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you know, the Who's are all very different shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. and then everything has, like, weird lines and curves, and, like, things are upside down and, like, discombobulated, mm-hmm. and, like, there's made-up uh, instruments with different mm-hmm. names and made up toys and it all felt from going to a cartoon to a live action mm-hmm. 
they did it so well that it didn't feel there wasn't like a disconnect yeah it didn't seem really fake like it just felt like that's right. a real world they're walking around right now right even to the point of where um, Martha May's putting up the lights on her house yeah like using if I that, could get that light gun yes that cannon that you're shooting it would be a decorating theme and my brain starts I buy like, decorate for Christmas if that was yeah. right yeah <laughs> my brain starts ticking like how did they film that how did did they do that in reverse how did they right. do this like but just watching it and seeing how amazing and knowing it's not CGI that they're just throwing up things all in the house. Like right. it's literally there's a strand of lights that's happening right now and so yes. now they're doing all of this. Um, just for me, like I said, that's my favorite type of thing. Um, I don't mind CGI. I don't want everybody thinking like maybe like I hate right. CGI. Right, no, there's a place for it for sure. But just where if it's overdone where you can do something that feels very much more real, um, and just something you can almost relate to where you're like, I could walk in that right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, versus, you know, like Doctor Strange, for instance, is so crazy and out of the world. Right. You watching the movie by all means, like you feel like you're right there in it. It doesn't right. take away from it, but it's so and it has to be CGI the way things happen, the way they go. Right. But my brain doesn't function in the way to be like, oh, I could be right in the midst of that. Right. Versus here, I'm like, man, I can. I would love to celebrate Christmas in Whoville. Right. So that's kind of where I am at on the second one. All right. So let's jump into the third one. Um, third one is. Like I guess, new CGI or not CGI, but like what I don't, is that it? called? Digital animation. Digital animation. Yes. yes. So, yeah. And um, it just it's so beautiful to me. Yeah. Like it's pretty. Yes. Like it's the colors pop. Pop. Yeah. The character um, mm-hmm. designs. You know, they're everyone's unique. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it has I mean, a really good texture. To yes, it. That, that's that's Texture's what I'm looking really for. Good. Right. Like yeah. A, very good texture to it. Like right. The Grinch's fur looks like fur. Yes. Yes. You think that I would learn my lesson, mm-hmm. um, but when this hit Netflix mm-hmm. two Christmases ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all well, no, it came out in theaters two, two Christmases. It did come out. It hit Netflix yeah. last, last year, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So all of my friends' kids, mm-hmm. or my friends with kids, also were like, oh my gosh, the new Grinch is so cute. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's, and I was yeah. like, um, first of all, yeah. <laughs> it's not the original. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it's definitely not Jim Carrey. Yeah. So like, I'll watch it, but you can't make me like it. You mm-hmm. know? You think I would learn my lesson, but I, I had the, the exact way. same attitude going into it. See, I was the opposite. I was like, why do we have to remake everything? <laughs> like, I saw I saw a preview for it like a couple months before because this is back when we had Movie theaters open. Right, yeah. This is where I was at the movies like at least once a month. previews, yep. And I saw that, I was like, I can't wait to see that. I had to beg someone to go with me because I had this no. weird thing about I don't think I went. I didn't even No, I dragged it. Sean I with me because I, I tried to get you to go and you're like, no, nah, I'm good. No, I didn't watch and, it until it hit Netflix. I was like, I watched it on Netflix. And I'm glad I went. It made my top 10 movies that year. I mean, it was fantastic. That's, I mean, just. That's amazing. But also, I get it. Like, I totally get it. Yeah. When I actually sat down and like sucked it up and watched mm-hmm. it, I was like, this is. This is so delightful. This there's, is a joy to watch. There, there's a charm to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, just yes. like like you mentioned with Keenan Thompson's character, it's mm-hmm. so. Ha- I watched just a little clip of it today while I was working on some mm-hmm. stuff at work, and his first scene where he's just so happy. Yes. It's like that puts a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a certain charm and joy to this movie mm-hmm. where it's not all dark and dreary and it's not right. like impending doom. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know it's a kid's movie. Right. It doesn't present itself as anything other than a kid's movie. Right. And you know going in that you're going to be happy watching this. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it, it's good for both adults and kids too. I mean, yes. So what's interesting about that is my probably my one critique 
is there a section for critiques or can I talk? Sure. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This so, is free talking. So. Okay. Probably my one critique for the Jim Carrey movie is they tried, and I understand why they did it, they tried to present a full feature film that would be palatable to children, mm-hmm. but that would have something for adults mm-hmm. to catch their attention. So there mm-hmm. is some adult humor mm-hmm. in that movie that goes over the head of kids. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, it lands for me, but I don't, like the older I get, the more I'm like, why do we have to put this in this movie? Mm-hmm. So like I was re and I like I love I mm-hmm. love that movie. I I mean I watch it and I laugh hysterically mm-hmm. even after seeing it like a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But for the first time watching it this week, um, there was some of the adult like some of the some of the the things that are happening between the adults in the movie where mm-hmm. you've got that side thing between the Grinch mm-hmm. and Martha May and the the. Um, mayor and then there's a very subtle super subtle kind of backstory with the women who raised him like Mm -hmm. are they Mm. together are they romantically together they're two old ladies that live together like are they just like old biddies or like are they is this thing and then the night that he comes and his little bassinet gets stuck in the tree um, the adults that are having the Christmas party, if, mm-hmm. for those who can't see me at home, I'm mm-hmm. using quotations. quotations. They're putting keys in a bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know what that means uh-huh. now that we're older. Yep. And so, and then like he makes the, the mayor kiss the dog's butt in his sleep. And like there's just mm-hmm. some of the humor that is meant to be there to keep the yeah. adults invested. And I'm just like, I don't. I don't need this in my Grinch story, you know? And so what I really appreciated this year re-watching the Grinch from two years ago was that the humor is clean mm-hmm. and it's still enough to get me, a grown adult, mm-hmm. laughing, but there's nothing in there that needs to go over a child's sure. head because there's nothing in there that's adult humor. Mm-hmm. It's just humor. Like, mm-hmm. no matter how old you are, it's just funny and none of it is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really appreciate that, yeah. you know. 100%. And I think like, I t- I can agree with what you're saying about the second one or the live action one. And I think two part of it is the era it came out in. Yes. The movies that were put out in the era, mm-hmm. like and things you had to have in movies for people. Right. Even cartoons and television at the time was the same way. You had right. like parents going to sit here and watch it. They're going to put this in it so that right. at least parents will you know could tolerate watching with their kids. Correct. Um. Like you said, I think the movie as a whole is good enough it doesn't have to have it. Um, I feel like there's probably parts of it, too, that I just overlook because you've seen it so much as a kid growing up that it's not that you don't know this, you know, the things that are there are real, but you know how things are now. I feel like right. you see it now and you're like, well, you wouldn't really have to have that. There's nothing I don't think that, like, ruins it, like, you know, that makes it, un- you know, you don't want to watch it anymore. Right. Because there are some movies like that that you loved as a kid and you go back and watch now and you're like, man, there's just too much... Right. Stupid mess and too much time period. You know, right. A bunch of humor that was funny then. You know, probably really wasn't funny, but right. Right. where the world we lived in at the time, right. you know, that's was considered funny. Right. Versus, I don't think there's a ton of that in that one so much, but I do agree with the, the new one. I really like it. Um, for me coming into it, there's a period of time where I just got over with like digital animation. Because mm-hmm. like growing up, I loved cartoons. I loved the fact of somebody drawing that. A billion times of flipping pages and it's just hand drawn stuff 
And especially, like, and don't get me wrong, like, when Toy Story came out, that was amazing. It, like, changed the world mm-hmm. that you could have something like that now that it could exist, you know. Um, and how it continued with that, and I feel like for a long time, there was a period gap in there, though, where everything started to be that way. Yeah. Everything was done digitally like that. And I think that's probably why, like, whenever they came out with The Grinch this way, I didn't really care to see it. Right. I was like, all they're doing is taking that same story it's that like we already It's like every have. Disney movie is yeah. made into, like, a live action. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that necessary? Yeah. It's going the opposite way now, yeah. Right. And like, but even the same, like, with some of the Disney stuff, they've done it in such a way now that it looks almost cartoon-drawn, like, you know, hand-drawn again, and I guess still technically hand-drawn, but on, you know, they do it in such a way it's almost, it's really smooth versus the other. Um, but I feel like that was probably, like, a strong will of mine, whereas... There's already two great Grinch movies. Why do I need to see one that you've digitally animated? Right. Um, and that in, without seeing it, I can totally understand that still. Right. But once you see it, there's so much more to this movie. That the same way, they add in enough things that it's very different than the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still is the same Grinch story you know and love from your childhood. It's just a different group of things surrounding it that you know to fulfill that story. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's just a whole other fun version of that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to jump into fun facts now, and then we can do our? There's debate? one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, or I want to tee up for Eric to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because I, something I appreciated watching the newest Grinch mm-hmm. the second time around this year, and I will be watching it multiple times mm-hmm. this year. Oh, before definitely. I decided. Definitely. I only watched it once last year because I was like, okay, let me sure. check this out. Um, and it was delightful, but then I never went back around to it. But I realized watching it again this year, I was like, I know why Eric likes this one. Mm-hmm. It's because of the music. It is. Because totally the first two Grinches have movie. very Grinchy soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you've got the original, you know, song, mm-hmm. and then, like, maybe a musical, like, mm-hmm. non-lyrical score. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, like, mm-hmm. this was the first Grinch to bring in modern, modern music. Modern hip-hop. I mean, and, like, like run DMC. Yeah. So, I want you to talk about soundtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack's amazing. Like, when I watched a little bit of it, or when I had it in the background on my iPad while I was working on work, work stuff today, um, like, it opens with the rap version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I smiled. Like, right? Just like, to have that in a rap Like, version. just to have that version of the song out there. Um, let me pull up the uh, the full soundtrack real quick, but the soundtrack is just it is it's fantastic. I, think I mean, it makes uh, the movie. It really does. Yeah, it, does. it really it, um, the whole vibe flows really well together. Well, it it kind of goes with the charm and the mm-hmm. the joy that kind of derives from this movie. My favorite scene uh, is when the carolers start aggressively it's so creepy. following him. But yes, yes, yes. The, it's mm-hmm. so funny because it's like. And, and I didn't realize that God Rest You Merry Gentlemen could be an aggressive song. Yes. But they're yes. like, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. And yes. they're like marching towards him. And it's very tense. Like, like, ah. That's the one note that I have. It was like new movie, Creepy Dancing. Yes. That was so awesome. But then it was so funny when he starts running from them. And so they speed up, but they also speed up the song. Yes. So they're like, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Like, so, uh, <laughs> Tyler the, Tyler, the creator, did the remake of Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch in the, in the beginning. Okay. Um, Run DMC has Christmas Is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the beginning of the movie starts with the uh, the Grinch's alarm going off. Yes. And it's just like Christmas song. Yes. Christmas think, song. And he keeps throwing stuff at his alarm. Run DMC. Yeah. Maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Christmas and Hollis. 
Yeah, that's um, Run DMC. You have my favorite things from by the Supremes. Mm-hmm. Run Rudolph Run, the Brian Setzer Orchestra. Uh, we mentioned uh, the the Christmas song or God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Pentatonix. Pentatonix, mm-hmm. that's Fantastic. right. Fantastic. Yes. Um, Nat King Cole, the Christmas song, Merry Christmas to You. And then Danny Elfman had um, a wonderful awful idea of stealing Christmas at the end of the soundtrack. It's just play the soundtrack during the Christmas season whenever mm-hmm. that starts for you. For yeah. some of you, it's already it's started. Been. For some of you, it won't be until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, it's already or started. Or even within a week of it's whatever. It's 2020, guys. Come on. If there was ever a year mm-hmm. to start early and celebrate aggressively, it is this year. But it's this year. It's been that way for me ever since I was 16 and I started working retail. When November 1st happened, the Christmas music that's came fair. on just because of retail. So in my mind ever since, that's when it starts. But, uh, the soundtrack's worth checking out, mm-hmm. especially when Christmas. Right time. Yeah, it's fantastic. I cannot. I think I'm just saying. Cannot stress this enough. It is worth your time, and will put a smile on your face the way it put a smile on my face today. So. Well, the same way too is in you reading off that list, and I knew it by watching it, but you reading off the list reminded me just how much of a variety it is. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's not a hip hop Christmas album. No. It's just very much, you know, you got oldies in there. You've got traditional Christmas songs in there. You've got. This great, you know, blend of um, of music that just really makes this whole movie. Got to add to my Christmas playlist. Here we go. All right. Well, let's um. Which I've already been listening to. Let's do fun facts first. Okay. And then I want to end the episode with us making our selections for which is the best Grinch movie. Okay. And if there's a disagreement, I'd like to put it out on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Just to see yeah, how let's you know. It. Just to see how the people would respond. First, we gotta mm-hmm. see yeah. if there's a disagreement. And we also got uh, we social media shout outs. So. Yeah, pull them up. Um, I don't really have any. I had some extra fun facts just okay. in case. Yeah, I've got a okay. list of 43 here. So. My <laughs> own goodness. My only uh, comment in the fun fact section, because I didn't bring fun facts, is more of a fun observation that other people mm-hmm. have made. I did not invent this. But I. Part of the. My favorite part of. Almost every, uh, yeah, my favorite part of every Grinch movie um, is Max. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a dog person. Mm-hmm. I love Max. We don't Max give him enough fantastic. credit. He, he's Max like is to me. his own character in every iteration. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's delightful. And I also think it's hilarious that, you know, and I this is definitely coming from a dog person who also owns a cat, but um, <laughs> I think it's just funny that, like, the Grinch has a dog. Mm-hmm. So, like, he can't be that bad, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, like, we hold and esteem people who love animals because mm-hmm. that, that is one of, like, the tenets of, or the the marks of, like, someone who is patient and compassionate and, you know, like, how they treat animals. Mm-hmm. And so, for all of his, like, you know, thievery and grinchiness and meanness and, you know, like, grumpiness... Mm-hmm. He has a dog, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's cool to see, too, in each um, version, how he treats his dog. Yes. Whereas the first one, he's very, like, he doesn't hate his dog, but he's right. just very much, it's his dog. Yes. Yeah. Versus by the Jim Carrey one, they, they have a relationship. Right. He still is not, like, super friendly, like, yes. loving. But by the end, like, you know, he's like, I love you. Like, yeah. all yeah. excited yeah. about his dog. And then in this one, there's those moments that he breaks character almost slightly. Right, and he's kind just, to Max. And he kind of yeah. smiles at Max and yeah. gets stuff out of it and then just goes back or to his Or lets place. the like, reindeer go uh-huh. yeah. to his family. Like, you know? The one thing I I love about the new one, you have Max's like little sleeping area. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of the Grinch and Max yeah. on the yeah. little back wall. And it's like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he adorable. gives him the little squeaky bone mm-hmm. at the end. Yep. 
So, but yeah. then I forgot the Jim Carrey one at the end when he his heart grows. Yeah. You know, and Max jumps on him and starts mm-hmm. licking him. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, this, I love you, Max. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, that's enough. Yep. <laughs> like, baby steps, you know, mm-hmm. like, stop licking my face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, well, that, I'll, I'll jump in with a fun fact there. Tying into that, mm-hmm. the 2018 Grinch movie holds the dubious honor of being the first Grinch film where the titular antihero doesn't abuse or act cruelly to Max the dog. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, very true. There you go. Very, very cool. So, um, since we're staying, well, I'll pick one from that one. Um, I mean, you can jump around; it doesn't matter. So, we've, okay. we're filling in for Ashby here. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have all sorts of ones. Um, for the 2000 version, this film reportedly had the most extras in full costume and heavy makeup in over 60 years, taking the title away from 1939's Wizard of Oz. Nice. Hmm. Um, let's jump into. Um, the first one, in terms of reviews, the original Grinch special was like a fine wine. It needed to age to be appreciated. After its debut in 1966, one critic shrugged it off as probably as good as most of the other holiday cartoons. <laughs> Today, it has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, you can't, you can't, like, who's going to be the Grinch who goes on Rotten Tomatoes and gives the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas, like, a Mm -hmm. thumbs down? Yes. Rude. Um, (laughs) Sticking with the old one, the Grinch wasn't originally supposed to be green. No. Um, It says, when the Gazelle's famous book was published um, in 1956, I think it's, he had something to do with helping write the Grinch, uh, or produce the book, in Mm -hmm. addition to Dr. Seuss, whatever. Or is that Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss, I forget Dr. Seuss's real name, but... Either way, when the book was published in 1956, The Grinch was black and white. Rumor has it that Jones, who... um, Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. Animator and director. Was inspired to make the evil character green in the special after he rented a car painted an ugly shade of the color. Wow. Um, So, the 2000 film, you have Jim Carrey as The Grinch, but did you know... Jack Nicholson and Eddie Murphy were both considered to play the Grinch in that movie as well, mm-hmm. um, which ultimately went to Jim Carrey and who owned it in his own way. Mm-hmm. But man, mm-hmm. would have been interesting I, to see Eddie Murphy. those. Yeah, yeah. Well, or maybe like a little shining twist. Of the, right. You know, yeah. Jack Nicholson. Uh, yeah. Here's the Grinch. It would have had to be a little bit of the shining. Like, yeah. It would have had to be that. That's to go in. To write, carry right off of that, um, the Whoville set was built mostly on the back lot of Universal Studios behind the Bates Motel. I think this is the California one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim Carrotley apparently ran out in full costume and a fake knife one day to scare tourists. Oh, nice. They had no idea it was him. Wow. <laughs> nice. Um, you're right. Uh, Dr. Seuss's real name was Theodore, I think it's Gazelle. Gazelle. Okay. Gazelle. And it's G E I S E L. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it multiple ways. I think that I'll allow it. <laughs> um, just throw a brief mention of that is I think that the backlot, the Universal Studios, the um, Whoville set is still there. Um, I know they used to have a backlot tour, the California one, they still may. But I know, like, Kim Block does these car things where, like, he goes crazy. We call Jim Connors and do the video of him driving cars and crazy things. But there was one released at some point over the last 10 years. Where he drove his car all crazy in the Universal's back lot. So you see his car like flying through the set of Whoville and everywhere nice. else. So it's cool to see that that is still there. So following the original cartoon's controversy with the censors, 
the 2018 adaptation is the first animated film from Illumination Studios to be rated PG instead of G. So, by my mouth, mm-hmm. only a few years until we get a rated R Grinch. Oh, man. <laughs> I no. think that's called Oscar the Grouch at that point. No. Well, funny story. Like, well, maybe not funny story, but... They're not like... Um, so, <laughs> like, several... not see that one. Yeah. Several, several years ago when I was working at uh, my first uh, elementary school, we did um, a Christmas story uh, or a Christmas play with our kindergarten first graders. And I played, not the Grinch, but a Grinch-like character. Mm-hmm. Um, who wanted to steal Christmas, and um, we actually sang "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" as part of the ensemble okay. there. But I did the uh, I did my Grinch character take as the Grinch if Heath Ledger as the Joker was playing him. Yeah, and so I think that's what an R-rated. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's kind of what I figured. Mm-hmm. You know, without the you know chaos and Tommy guns, because, right, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I sat in the audience and ate the. Uh, yeah. I remember know, seeing pictures of this. Yeah, I, I, I would steal yeah. the audience members' popcorn. It's like the Grinch smile. Yeah. yeah. Like, How are you feeling, Mary? Yeah. You want to know it's how like, I got? I'm a, I'm the green. I'm the mean one. Yeah. I'm the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple uh, other little notes, especially about the first one from 1966. You mentioned it earlier, but Thurl Ravencroft's voice is the one that did the song "You're Mean One, Mr. Grinch." He also lent his voice to the Frosty Flakes mascot, Tony the Tiger, for five decades You're before he died. great! I mean, I, I hear it. Mm-hmm. I hear it. Wow. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find, you know, something interesting here. Um, so, few people remember how the original Grinch movie scored, actually scored two sequels. Did y'all know this? I saw a clip of like The original Grinch movie scored. had, there was one about... Uh, the Grinch and the Cat in the Hat. Mm-hmm. Right? The Grinch, Grinch is the Cat in the Hat. And then you had Halloween is Grinch Night. Yeah. It came out in 1977. Okay. Uh, neither were Christmas specials, nor were they great classics. No, and they weren't. But they both won Emmys. They weren't good. Interesting. They, they both won Emmys, but not a place in our childhood. The only, uh, yeah, I only know about the Cat in the Hat one because when I bought How the Grinch Stole Christmas for a dollar mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime, they hopefully supplied that second one to okay. me. It was like the Grinch in the Cat in the Hat or mm-hmm. something. It's like they have a like a face-off or whatever because mm-hmm. the Grinch is grumpy and the Cat in the Hat is happy. Mm-hmm. Um and I watched like the first five minutes of it because it automatically started playing, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, and I turned it off. <laughs> That's not my childhood. That's this is um, weird. Uh, one other big fun fact from 1966 one is it had a massive budget. The half-hour program had a budget that was almost unheard of at the time. It cost three hundred thousand dollars to make How Grinch Stole Christmas, or about two point two million dollars if it was made today. To compare, Charlie Brown's Christmas only cost ninety-six thousand dollars to make. Wow. Hmm. And uh, I guess my um, my last couple of facts here. Um, once upon a time, some scenes in the original animated Grinch were considered too disturbing for general audiences. As a result, there was a censored version where the lyric, You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch, mm-hmm. was cut from the song. Because we wouldn't want kids calling their parents rotters now, would we? Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, the censored version of how the Grinch stole Christmas excluded in an inappropriate scene where the Grinch smiles just a little too eerily as he lurks towards a bed of who children, the scene was considered too disturbing to air on some networks. Hmm. I mean... Maybe not a bad call. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I get, like, yeah. So. I mean, he's sneaking into people's houses in the middle of the night. Hmm. Like, There's only one other thing that I saw that, honestly, I hadn't even thought of until I saw it online. But it was talking about how the Grinch and how the Grinch stole Christmas 1966 
how the Grinch stole Christmas 2000 wore a Santa Claus costume, but makes no further attempt to him really like Santa Claus. He's just doing right. it to do it. Right. Um, versus in the new Grinch in 2018, he's really working to try to be Santa Claus. Right, yeah. Look, he has a beard, he has boots, like he makes a big attempt to be more right. like Santa Claus. All right. Um, let's go to social media shoutouts, and then we can do our big, uh, mm-hmm. our big debate. Are we gonna shout our favorite on three? Is that what we're gonna do? That'll work. Let me pull. Yeah, I want to do that, or do we just want to? I say shout it, and then we can. And then we can. Yeah. And yeah. then we can. Yeah. That way, nobody can change your mind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, I like that. That could happen to me. That's fair. Um, let's see. You guys were pretty active today. Very active. Yeah, that's awesome. Everyone had an opinion about the Grinch movie, which is really cool. Let me get back to it. I stopped writing these down. I used to print them out before I left work, but then I started noticing we would get more online right. and we'd miss them. And I like that's fair. Like you should all be. Over. Are you? What are, are you on Facebook? Uh, yes, I'm I'll on check Facebook. Insta. So yeah, I don't know how many we have on Instagram, but I do think we have a few. Um. On Facebook, our top fan, Hunter Batten, said, Best overall, the original. Most memorable, Jim Carrey version. Best best aesthetic, live action. Freshest take, the new one. Co-directed by Scott Mosier, longtime friend and producer of Kevin Smith's early films. He also said, honorable mention, Dr. Seuss's book. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenny Varnum says, original is the best. Newest one is the most fun. The Jim Carrey one brought us Where Are You Christmas, so that makes it very important. Smiley face. Um, Christopher B. Highfield, I think that's how you say your name, says you can't beat the original, the one that started it all. Belinda Davis says stink, stank, stunk. Gotta love him. Um, And I think I had some more comment on mine today, too. So, um, really quick on Instagram, William Wright said Jim Carrey. Nemesis. Yeah, my nemesis. You're a friend of me. Um... Sunset slash Joko <laughs> said Jim Carrey. That's Adam Sutton. So, so they voted apparently. Mm-hmm. On, they were saying the Jim Carrey mm-hmm. one was the best. And then Miss Bliss underscore JKU. That's Erica. <laughs> all three are good in their own ways with a little heart. Mm-hmm. Um, right back to Facebook today, Nick Putnam also said they all three are great in their own way. Can't even rank them. Yes, you can. Matt, uh, I've known Matt forever and I can't ever pronounce the last name. Tartaglia? Sure. Maybe that's right. Said, is that even a question? The original one is the best. And then Shelly Thompson said, the newest one because the Grinch is actually nice to Max. Yep. I get it. I totally get 100%. it. 100%. I see it. All right. Well, is that everything? That's well, it. Well, we want to thank y'all for, um, for chiming in on social media accounts. Remember what, what media, all one word on Facebook and Instagram, and then WTW underscore media on Twitter. If we ever do anything on Twitter. So, yep. um, so end of the episode here. We're going to tell mm-hmm. each other, I guess mm-hmm. you guys, what our favorite uh, Grinch movie is. And then we can have a discussion about it. And then we're going to leave it up to um, to you, the, the listener, come you know, the day this podcast comes out, Monday or Tuesday or whatever. That's right. Um, we'll put a poll up and see how y'all feel about it. Um, so I figured if your favorite's the original, say original. Okay. If it's the Jim Carrey one, say 2000. 2000, okay. And if it's the new one, just say new. Okay. Okay? Okay. So on three. One, two, three. Original. We all (laughs) have a different name. I told y'all yesterday we would all have a different one. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew yours. 
Because the second that I watched it again last night and it was all the music, I was like, this is Eric. Yeah. Because this is Eric's life. Like, like it, 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 it went the way I thought it would go, too, because mm-hmm. you like practical stuff, mm-hmm. and I figured you're a sucker for the classics. The humor, and uh, yes, I will always pick the, the childhood mm-hmm. memories, the nostalgia That's the next one for me, else. Yeah. All right, well, let's, um, so, before we go into our debate, how mm-hmm. would you rank, so you have the original first, what would you put second and third? That's tough because I feel like there's also some like mid middle age nostalgia for the Jim Carrey one because mm-hmm. I shared it with my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like I gotta be honest. After watching the newest one again mm-hmm. this week, I mean it was delightful. Yeah. So I think now with like where I am now in life, it would be the original and then the newest one and then Jim Carrey. Okay, what about you, Kyle? I would do, and it's all based on. Because it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So for me, a lot with Christmas is very much emotional feels like what, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a part of being adult that you don't ever quite experience Christmas the same as a kid anymore. The same. It's not bad. It's just different. Yeah. But in my mind, like m- music and movies are one of the things that kind of at least bring you a little bit of that back. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, live actions first, uh, older, the 1966 old one is second and the new one's third. That's not saying... It's any better or worse than the other ones. You it's to, you don't have to apologize. I'm not apologizing, but in my mind, like <laughs> just own it, dude. Well, no, but I'm saying in my mind, if I'm like, if I can only watch two out of three at Christmas, or if like you're listing your Christmas movies, you have to watch every year. By all means, all three of them make my list now. But if it's like if I've only got a limited amount of time, I'm hitting those two before I hit the other. And to be honest, like I hit the live action one and other ones first, and then I would come back to the original Grinch to make sure I finished it out. Yeah, but in the same way, like I watched the live action one last night and the two thousand eight one, eighteen one, back to back, and I loved both of them. And it was like I definitely want to watch both of these again. You know, to, I even thought about like, tonight. I want to go back and watch it all over again. Right. Like, so they're all great, but it, just for me, like I said, that's where I stand. Look. All right. So I have the two thousand eighteen first. Mm-hmm. I have the original second, mm-hmm. and then in a distant third, mm-hmm. I have the two thousand one. That's fair. I didn't like the two thousand one. I mean, that's fair. It's definitely not for everyone. And I will say that, like, as delightful as I find the humor and as how, like, regardless of how many, like, really funny memories I have around it and just, like, sharing it, re-watching it for the podcast, I was like, mm, this hits different. You, you know? know? I was kind of over it. You know how you have these, like, strong feelings about Will Ferrell? Yes. And that he's good in some things, but most of the time... Right, right, right. Yeah. Jim Carrey's like that for me. That's fair. I like That's him fair. in The Mask. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple mm-hmm. other things like I really... Liar, liar. Liar, liars, you know... Hysterical. Um, so Like, the, the fun with Dick and Jane, I actually kind of enjoyed that. Yes, um, I don't like I mean, them. but yeah. and I do overall... Really like Ace Ventura. Like, and you know, like Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, like, overall, like, mm-hmm. I just... Right, yeah. It's not me. Yeah, that's so like fair. Jim Carrey as the Grinch, I appreciated it, but I also was like, right, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, I will. I mean, I will say watching it this time, and maybe I'm, you know, people grow, they change. Maybe I'm different, but I was just like, I I noticed more of like the nitpick stuff that I was just like, I don't like the why is this in here? So here's the funny what I, parts were still funny. So here's what I like to do. I'd like to give us three minutes. Okay, each. it's kind of like a debate. Okay, all right. Um, or should we make it two minutes? I think two minutes. Okay, two minutes. Give you two minutes. Explain why the movie you chose as your favorite is your favorite. Okay. 
Um, so we're it's like we're um, you're not trying to convince anybody. No, you're no, you're just you're, just, you're you explaining your yourself. You're not campaigning. No, you're not really campaigning on social media. No, okay. <laughs> no, no. We're just saying hey, we're not going to send random texts to people all week long. Right. Sure. I'm openly this, just this is Kyle from Working America. And, yeah. <laughs> There's a big debate going on about which Grinch movie is your favorite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm I am it I am once again asking for you That's to, right. to vote for the 2018 Grinch movie. This is Kyle from Working America and people are bashing on Jim Carrey. <laughs> this is Kyle from Working America. Can we count on your vote? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Ashby from um, Land Property Rights and <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's okay. been nice talking. So okay, two, two minutes. minutes just explaining why it's your favorite. Why it's my favorite. Okay. Um you know you yeah, so uh, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right. Your two minutes, if you are ready, starts now. Okay. So, it's the original, which I feel like, if you're like me, most people would say that, like, that holds, you know, a place in your heart because not only is it, is it, like, the the start of everything that came after it, right? So, it's, like, the blueprint for everything. But then, not only can you enjoy it at face value, but every time you watch it, you can also, like, relive the memories of every time you've watched it previously through the years, like, as a child or with your family. And so, I feel like things that are nostalgic to you like that, it's, it, like, even, even though you could see the 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 value and the growth and things that came after it like even though we we know with technology that like watching the newest animated Grinch is better than watching the old one because obviously technology and animation has come so far there's just something in watching the original and appreciating the like how far we've come and also I think that what I now as an adult appreciate uh, about the original uh, is the length because I, I, like, like I talked about as a kid um, I thought 30 minutes was an entire movie and now I realize it's not but it was nice to, that it only needed 30 minutes of my time to get like this nice Christmassy feel and there wasn't any extraneous like weird storylines there wasn't anything added on it was just like Dr. Seuss in its purest form put into animation and it was this like you know beautiful jump start to my holidays which i'm already getting into and so i just really love the original awesome and you had eight seconds you want to give those to kyle or sure all right um let me give him eight seconds all right he's gonna need them he's gonna need them he's long-winded <laughs> we're giving you those eight seconds buddy yeah. all right you ready buddy sure all right go i think for me the biggest thing is growing up with my family was watching Christmas movies together. I don't remember many other movies where sitting down together as a family other than Christmas movies. I know we did probably. But I feel like as I grew up, not many other ones came out. Sure, Jingle All the Way came out. Other things came out. But I remember this coming out, this being the next big Christmas movie that I added to my list of watching every year. Um, and probably not another one comes to mind other than Elf like eight years later. So it is, a, or however many years later, three years later. So... Um, for me, I just love the live action. Once again, the music side of things hits me in this one. I'm a person that will sit and listen to scores for movies all the time. So for me, there's a lot of that in this movie. That This does a really good job. Where Christmas is one of my favorite Christmas songs probably at this point. Um, 
I love the innocence of it, of her, the Cindy Lou Who singing it in the movie. Um, and I just, I love, like I said, I love live action. I love when they can do it and do it well. And it's not overly edited. It's not fake looking. It's just very much this is happening and I'm sucked in from the, the get-go that this is a real place. Um, I do have that, that humor side of me where I probably do laugh. I'm a big kid at heart still. So there's probably stuff that's really not as funny as like what it seems like it is to me. But there's the side of things that like I loved Ace Ventura growing up. Not necessarily like one of my favorites, but to the point that I had a cartoon after and everything else. Um, a lot of the random things like that is what I think of with Jim Carrey and the mask as well. So the same way when you put that humor in it, I thought he did an amazing job. And I just really liked it and I appreciated it. The other movies are great. I still, like I said, would love, you know, each year I'm going to have to watch all three multiple times probably. They each hold a difference, you know, especially the old cartoon. Well, it's a very, you know, huge place in my heart with my family. Um, the new one has just been a new fun one that Erica and I have enjoyed, have enjoyed now. But it's more of a just fun new movie versus something that really holds on to my heart like the other two do. Awesome. Good job. Yeah, three you, seconds. You left me three. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Pay it forward. All right, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Cool. So it's like you're wrong. <laughs> no. Um, so the, you're taking my three seconds now. Thanks. Um, so the Grinch from 2018. Uh, it's visually dazzling in its own special way. I feel like it has a very fateful grip on the original, but it also gives you a more of a sense of a childlike wonder. Um, the Who's in Whoville are more more closely um, are matching the ones from the rig- from the original. Um, they're still going all out on decorating, making a spectacle of the holiday season, uh, but that comes secondary to the presents and enjoying one's company. I enjoy Cindy Lou's side story and her adventures with her friends um, as she's not interested in learning the true meaning of Christmas, which is, quite frankly, a little cliched at this point, but she wants to trap Santa Claus so she can ask him to do something nice for her overworked mom. Um, the Grinch's backstory, I feel like, is very compelling in this new movie. Um, he basically grew up alone in an orphanage, but he's not considered an outcast from the Who's in this movie uh, because of the way he looks. He's distant from them because of how he grew up, and he admits at the end of the movie that his hatred of Christmas wasn't so much about Christmas, but just because he was alone and neglected. Um, and that makes sense, you know, by the time he gets out of the orphanage, um, that he wouldn't want anything to do with Christmas, because that's what he associates Christmas with. Um, so, watching that and seeing that, um, it makes the Grinch a little more likable. You understand it. It also kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit, where you can emphasize with him, and it kind of makes you think, oh, is there anyone in my life like this? I need to make sure that they're taking care of this Christmas. Uh, the humor side of things, the Grinch uh, stands the test of the time. There's a few jokes and gags that um, are a little more modern, but the last feel timeless. Um, it's very family friendly. Uh, you can watch this with your kids. There's nothing that's too like subtle or adult oriented humor. As we mentioned earlier, the music is fantastic, Aww. and I go over time, so I will stop there. Of course, but the music, but hey, you ended with the music is fantastic. Yeah, the music That's is good, fantastic, good and I'll end there. Grinch 2018, my favorite. It's a good so, one. All right, and we'll put the poll up on Facebook again. It's not really about winning and losing. We just want to see where you guys stand on this. Uh, which Grinch movie is the best? Uh, from what I understand, it's probably going to be the original or 2001, according to the comments. But you know, good old fashioned poll. You know, those are never wrong, right? So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, do y'all have anything else y'all want to add to the discussion? Don't think so. All right. 
Well, we want to thank Ricky Loss for his contributions to our podcast. We want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our journey into all three Grinch movies as much as we did and that you're as pumped as we are for our journey into pop culture and other nostalgic things. Next week on the podcast, I believe we're doing musical songs. Does that sound about right? When is Age of Ultron? I That's the sure week we... after Okay, next. okay. So then, yes. Yeah, I think Age of Ultron comes out the week before Thanksgiving. Musical. We have Elf coming out the week after that. Right. So, so we're doing something non-holiday related before we get really into really the, into it, yeah. the holidays. So yeah, so, Plus, it's a makeup from October when we were supposed to do it. Yes. And someone had to go pick up their dog, which we support. Yeah. Speaking of, make sure you follow uh, Ashby's dog on Instagram. Yes, it is at Delta uh, D E L T A underscore Hound because she is a. Well, I, when I got her, I thought she was a lab hound mix. Turns out the lab hound mix is like just half of her. The other half is Great Pyrenees. Right. So watch her outgrow my entire household uh, on Instagram Live. Live, yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So we'll be doing uh, favorite music or songs from musicals next yeah. week. Um, yeah. I'm so excited. Musicals. It's going to be fantastic. Ugh. Uh, We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And we'll see you next week on the What the What podcast. (laughs) What the what? (laughs) The best three words I have described you are as quotes. (laughs) Stay. Stay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs>